we always say everybody gives and everybody receives. That's kind of like one yeah. of our one of our taglines. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that like is fully understood until you experience it here. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. I'm your host, Ben Hoekstra. Today's episode features a guest from Kinship Community Food Center, formerly known as River West Food Pantry. Food pantries have been around a long time, and Kinship is no exception. But Kinship is rethinking food insecurity and the role an organization like them plays in their neighborhood and beyond. You'll hear why they changed their name, the work they do, and how you can help. I'm here with Amanda Ferrendorf from Kinship Community Food Center, and we're talking about Kinship, which was uh, a different organization or Mm -hmm. name at one point, and (laughs) why that changed and all the good work uh, they are doing. Welcome, Amanda. Uh, Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role with Kinship. Great. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited. Um, So my name is Amanda, and I work at Kinship Community Food Center, previously known as the River West Food Pantry. Um, So I work in the communications department, um, managing a lot of the information that goes out our doors, including our recent name change. Um, I've been working here uh, full-time for the past four years, but I've been an intense advocate (laughs) for our work (laughs) for the last six. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, you you mentioned already uh, recent name change. Mm -hmm. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about what is kinship? What do you do? Mm -hmm. Um, And then maybe talk about why you aren't called River West Food Pantry anymore. Why not the name change? (laughs) It's a classic question. Exactly. Um, wow. So I'm trying to figure out how to concisely put like what we do. I just feel like, hence the name change, we try to do a lot to encompass the whole person and the work that we do. Um, so our work is split up into a couple different programs. Um, they're all totally available and listed on our website, uh, kinshipmke.org, and you can get way more details about all of what we do. Um, so basically, we try to encounter people um, around food and it within food spaces. Mm. Um, we believe pretty firmly that food is a direct entry point into establishing real relationships. Yeah. Um, I think our world is divided probably now more than ever. Um, mm. I know that's like a classic <laughs> statement <laughs> <laughs> to say, but I think it's true. Um, and food is a funny thing of like, oh wait, everyone has been hungry. Everyone has to eat food and has like certain traditions and customs that relate around that um and so why not just like really lean into that and be like okay like this is a grounding point that we can both talk about and like relate over um so anyways all that to say um we do have our shop program um which is where we distribute our food uh twice a week uh where it's set up like a grocery store and people are Mm -hmm. able to come and pick out their own food Uh, We have health initiatives with this where they can help, that will help them um, provide healthier food options to their family uh, pretty quickly, even if you don't have a lot of nutrition background or um, knowledge. Uh, We also have our uh, program Grow, which is related to our urban farms. Um, So we have 11 giant hoop houses 
where we grow loads of organic produce that then comes directly here and we are able to distribute throughout the year. That's so cool. Um, We also have our feast meal program, uh, which relates to uh, creating meals together. We'll invite volunteers, shoppers, and donors, um, people really all over the socioeconomic spectrum um, to come together and just like be together (laughs) in a safe space and like learn how to make a meal together and then eat it together. Um, we also do extend a little bit outside the food spaces, um, as it may seem a little obvious, but people who come to food centers and food pantries generally have needs outside of the food realm. That's why they're in need of food is because they've had to cut their food budget to be able to make ends mm. meet in other places. Yeah. Um, so we do have our stride program, uh, which we firmly believe is walking with another person through a mentoring relationship to be able to navigate a lot of the social services that are offered in the city, um, which are very confusing <laughs> yeah. as one that's never had to navigate it, but has talked to many people who have like needed to like jump through a lot of hoops to make basic needs met. Um, our last two programs um, are catered towards our volunteers. Um, so we have our form program. Um, which we hope to extend as well to our shoppers one day. But that's more of a training program where we're hoping to educate people on like why we exist as a food pantry, why food sure. spaces are important, and other health initiatives. Um, and then we also have our uh, mission internship program, which is for young adults who come and serve for a year to help make sure that all of the rest of the work is even possible. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyways, that was wow. a whirlwind. <laughs> no, that, that's amazing. I mean, I, I'm guessing the fact that it took you that long to talk about all the things going on, and I know you just did absolute bullet points, mm-hmm. might be part of the reason you changed your name. You Tell were, me a little bit about that. <laughs> you were definitely on the right track. <laughs> so, um... Gosh, River Rose Food Pantry has kind of been around uh, in this neighborhood. Maybe not exactly labeled River Rose Food Pantry, but it's been around for the past like 40 years. Wow. Um, it was started in the basement of this church, St. Casimir, um, by some retired women, like retired in quotes. <laughs> like it was a full-time job to operate a food pantry. Yeah. Um, but they looked outside their windows and realized that like their neighbors were in need. Um, and so they did yeah. their extra time to like make sure that they could provide food for their neighbors. Um, and so anyways, we've definitely evolved since then, um, making it uh, not only just about the food and the direct need there, but the need of the whole entire person. And definitely focusing on how like one person can be like healed or transformed through like relationships and through like connecting through other people. Um, so River West, Food pantry. <laughs> um, River West, uh, we serve uh, people in multiple different zip codes. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to encompass like our entire community, the name River West, um, though it mm. strikes uh, a chord with our origin and like where we came mm-hmm. from, um, isn't true to who we've become mm. and like everyone that we serve. Um, and then food pantry kind of has uh, a stick, you know, of mm. certain stigma um, in your brain of like, when I say food pantry, chances are the image that comes in your head is like food bread lines. Um, mm. People of a certain demographic standing in line to get handed a bag of food and then move on. And it's very transactional and very um, just doesn't give any dignity to anyone that's coming through. So to try to uh, shift that, uh, our new name is now Kinship Community Food Center. <laughs> Um, so two parts with that kinship, um, in definition of kinship is more of just like, uh, establishing a relationship and feeling a familial bond with someone else. Um, I know that I've talked to a lot of shoppers and volunteers 
and even donors who have said that like they have to be part of this community because it's like family to them. Um, Especially in this time where I think a lot of people like are very isolated or don't have a support network at all, um, which is like, I think an unsaid crisis in our city. Um, It's amazing to like establish a community where like people freely like, or no, this is, they'll say freely that this is their family um, and want to be part of that. So that's where kinship comes from. Um, I'll also say on kinship that it also expands on the idea that we belong to one another. Mm. Um, I am my sister's keeper and my brother's keeper. We have a responsibility to each other um, to make sure that the other is doing well. Um, I know that a stride mentor I talked to recently, um, she said that she was working with a shopper and the shop, like she was helping the shopper, like get out of homelessness with her five children. And she was like, what is my responsibility to her? But also the shopper would call the stride mentor and be like, Hey, how are you taking care of yourself? Mm. You know, like, how are you doing? Yeah. And so like, there's such a deeper connection that like is like strikes a chord against like all the barriers that we see within our like society. Um, so then community food center, um, community seems pretty obvious is that we're more of like a community (laughs) and less of like a transactional, um, you know, situation, but also like community food centers are actually kind of like a, a food movement that's happening in um, North America. There's a lot mm. of community food centers in Canada okay. um, where it's a lot less uh, addressing hunger in a new way. Um, it's addressing the whole person and recognizing that there is a significantly more than just the immediate hunger uh, to be met. Um, it has to do with the nutritional value. It has to do with the community support network. Yeah. And it has to do with outside resources. Yeah. Um, so instead of being a food pantry, which already has a stigma, like why not create a food center where people can come, feel like they belong, and become like basically become stabilized in a way where that they can prosper in their own lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that like w- words matter, right? Like mm-hmm. the the perception someone has coming to kinship community food center might feel very different than thinking about a food pantry you talked about like people have these associations mm-hmm. and yeah the, the way we name things the way we talk about things it, it does have significance for people yeah for sure i would also say too that um we serve people in zip codes that might be surprising um like uh whitefish bay area which i think for those of you who know milwaukee is more of like a higher affluent area and would be very surprising that somebody mm. would come down here but I do remember meeting a mom once that was down here getting food and she felt like really embarrassed that she was at a food pantry. She was like, it's a classic stigma that like most people that come here feel a, an intense shame that they need to ask to meet basic needs. And this particular mom that I was talking to was like really embarrassed that she was there and she was just confiding in me that like she just like couldn't make it through one weekend. Um, there was like a medical situation that came up and that like for her children – um, as well as paying for college for one of her other children that came up and like wiped out a lot of their savings yeah. that they were counting yeah. on. Yeah. And she was like, I get paid next week. I just can't make it through this month. And I didn't know like where to go. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that to your point, like sometimes we'd be surprised by the people who, who show up and, and, I think like like I can share even me like my family went to a food pantry some growing up like I remember mm. that and like that's not maybe something I talk about a lot with people um, mm-hmm. but it's something that 
I think it's really easy. You were talking about like people feeling alone or something. Like I think when you find yourself in a position where you need that kind of help, you might be ashamed. Like you might not be willing to talk about it. And it's a place where having that kind of dignity, having that positive interaction with somebody goes a really long way. Mm-hmm. And and also that's part of the reason it's so important not to mm-hmm. stigmatize places and to help people like reuse language in new ways because a lot of different people need help in, in many different contexts, and that's that's really important. Yeah, for sure. And just, like, keeping a positive environment. I mean, you can talk about what you saw when you came down here today, but we get a lot of responses of, like, wow, it's like a party down here. Oh, yeah, it was lively. <laughs> we were having a good time. Yeah, it's just, like, people being together, and it's, like, it's just a positive atmosphere. It's, like, not this, yeah, just rebuking this, like, shame of need and just recognizing yeah. that actually – even if you're a volunteer, like we all have needs. Yeah. Um, and that's like something that's like should be celebrated and not yeah. something that should be like discarded. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is maybe like a, a misconception or a challenge you run into as kinship? I mean, you talked about some things mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Feel free to circle back to those, but I'm curious if there's anything else um, that you run into in your work that um, you'd like to talk about. Mm, yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, I think two. Th- I I think of a couple things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think one of the hardest things to explain is like the basic stigma around food pantries. Um, again, the word food pantry sounds really harsh and like has a pretty intense stigma of like African Americans coming into a breadline. And that's just not the reality of our yeah. city anymore yeah. and really of our world, yeah. especially with food prices these days. It's yeah. like there's so many – the working class and the working poor mm-hmm. is very real. Yeah. And to recognize that that comes in all sorts of different shapes and colors and, like, everything that revolves around that. Yeah. So I'd say that's one thing that just is like, wow, like, I – it's like – hard to explain to people who have never like been here yeah um and it's really incredible to see volunteers like after they come here be like wow i just was moved so intensely by meeting somebody mm-hmm. like a single mom who's working three part-time jobs and she yeah. still can't make ends meet you know right. like those kind of things like this is the reality of people's lives right right um so i say that's the first thing the second thing is is that we always say everybody gives and everybody receives that's kind of like one yeah. of our one of our taglines. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that like is fully understood until you experience it here. Um, I think I know that many of our shoppers come here feeling like they have nothing to give. They're probably at you know rock bottom, and they're like, or they've just been in a cycle of poverty for so long that it's like, well, I've been told by society and the system that I have nothing to give, um, and just like reversing that and being like no like you are a human who has something really beautiful to give and like your presence and your being like has dignity and worth yeah is just like so important and then vice versa of like a lot of our volunteers and donors it's like it's really easy i think and like um to come in with like a savior kind of mentality of like yeah i'm here to like i'm here to give back i'm here to like rescue i'm here to like tell like help fix and it's like how do you like explain like the pause in that and being like actually like you're you need people here like maybe more than <laughs> you need this yeah. community more than maybe some of our shoppers do. Yeah. And there's a need that you have 
in your life that like will be met by meeting somebody else. Mm. And like, I kind of joke that like where we're positioned is kind of funny because we land between like more of the inner city of Milwaukee and then like the shore, which is like higher right. affluent. Right. And we ha- are like in this funny situation where we're right in the middle where it's like, um, I can say like that, like a family, a white family, uh, CEO living on the co- on the shoreline like needs the um, the African American family in like five three two zero six or like an inner city zip code like just as much as yeah. like that family needs the like family on the coast sure. and so it's just this connection that is like I've only really seen like happen here mm. where like people can feel like they can put their guards down and it's just like hey. You're a human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I think that is kind of funny to explain to someone that's never, like, fully experienced that here. Yeah. Well, and I remember when we were walking around earlier and you were talking about some of the onboarding you do for volunteers. Like, mm-hmm. you were talking about helping explaining to helping to explain to them how we got where we are. Like, mm-hmm. talking about redlining and segregation mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think that some of those things are different now. But some of those things aren't like some of those things continue. And so even that like piece of of needing each other is also like learning that our city maybe looks different than you might. Some people might perceive or what have you. And that's like another piece of Mm -hmm. how people grow or or learn when they come. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, too, just like um, there's a lot of humility that comes with that. Like, it doesn't matter what age you are. There's, like, a certain expectation of, like, yeah, I know my city. I know my life. I know, yeah. like, I know the world around me. Right, right, right. <laughs> and just to, like, be in a vulnerable space of, like, oh, actually, like, maybe it's not what I thought. Um, and yeah. if that's the case, then, like, what does that mean for me? Um, mm. Because now I've recognized that, like, my neighbor is actually mm. coming to a food pantry or yeah. like because of the history of our city like this is why there's like such a dire need in our city yeah yeah absolutely uh, and you're right it is like this hard moment to be able to be be humble and teachable enough to be like oh i i have a lot to learn in this area and and uh, that's a cool other other yeah. way you provide yeah provide i think some resources. something else we say a lot about here is there's a lot of power and vulnerability and yeah. just like whether that's like sharing your own story or just admitting this place of like weakness or not like not knowing is actually like where the greatest growth happens. And if you like that, like place needs to be met in order Mm. to like have further growth and understanding about an individual or about like a whole social situation. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I so appreciate you sharing all that. One of the questions I always like to end with, uh, mm-hmm. and a big thing at Bridge the City, we're focused on action. We want to give mm-hmm. people uh, ways to get more involved in their community, to build connections, to do new things. The floor is yours. What action step do you have for our listeners? Ooh, so excited. Or action <laughs> steps. <laughs> yeah, multiple, multiple. Um, I think that I'll go pretty basic right away and just say, like, volunteer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the best way to understand our work is just to encounter somebody and encounter like somebody in a safe space like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will totally say that go to kinshipmke.org um, on our volunteer page. We have multiple ways to get involved. Um, right now, I know that we're hopping at our urban farm 
Um, and even that's just encountering other volunteers and other people who are passionate about our community. Um, so totally volunteer there or otherwise volunteer to give out food, or organize the food any way you can. Um, we're very intentional with our volunteers to make sure that we're creating a community, a whole community um, that everyone feels part of. Um, and I think like my other more uh, generic toss up <laughs> yeah. is just like be okay with learning. Mm. Um, I just think that that be okay with learning and a huge part of that is just be okay with listening. Yeah. I think that, I don't know, your podcast is called Bridge the City and I was really excited <laughs> that you reached out to us because I think the only way to bridge our city is to actually like pause on ourselves and our own thoughts processes and like thoughts about the world and just be like, okay, what does it mean to really listen to somebody that's not me? Yeah. And learn from that, you know? Yeah. Um, our executive director, Vincent Noth, says like, how do you make a difference? Ask yourself, how do you make a difference? Ask yourself who you can learn from and just keep showing up. Yeah. And things will happen. I love that. I love that. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Glad to have you on. And we'll put all those links in the show notes as well and hope you see some new volunteers pretty soon. I'm very excited. Thanks so much for having me. Rethinking a long-standing service like a food pantry takes some work. Uh, the incredible emphasis on dignity and the reminder of how basic the need for food is both stick out to me in this conversation. Getting to walk through the store before we talked as volunteers and guests came through was an awesome, lively experience, uh, really showcased what Amanda shared, that everybody gives and everybody receives. I hope you'll get the chance to volunteer with Kinship and experience that positive atmosphere for yourself and that you can keep listening. Uh, we're glad to be one way you can keep listening and learning from others doing great work in our city. If you enjoy the podcast and are able to financially support us so we can continue volunteering to make that happen, please do at patreon.com slash bridge the city. And don't forget to reach out and share how you are helping bridge the city. Bridge the city. Whoa.